you know, had a good week, like I said. Obviously, uh, we're uh, 24 hours out from, from kickoff and, and uh, excited about the opportunity to play a really, really well-coached and really, really good uh, Notre Dame team. ton of respect for Coach Freeman and what he's done in year one and the challenge they present. I know our guys are excited, though, and eager to get out there and perform in what should be a, <clears throat> a great crowd of garnet and black out there in that stadium uh, tomorrow. Really fortunate to be joined up here by some fantastic uh, young men and leaders on our football team. And these guys appreciate everything that they're about as players and people and the way that they've uh, led our football team. Guys that, you know, joined us this year like Spencer and, and then some older guys like, uh, Eric and Brad and, and, uh, Javon and, and DK guys that, you know, did not have to come back for this season and chose to come back because they had higher goals and higher expectations than what we did last season. And they've done all that and more. And, and uh, have a fantastic opportunity tomorrow to cap things off and and uh, and uh, finish this thing on a really 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 high note as well. So with that, be glad to take any questions you guys have. Great, we'll open up for questions. So Gary, hey, Gary Smith, Florida Times Union. Uh, Shane, you've got a uh, you've got a young man there as a wide receiver, but he completed all nine of his passes in a bowl game last year. You got a punter who's never thrown an incomplete pass. You got a You've got a defensive tackle who caught a pass and a fake field goal and scored a two-point conversion. I'm not, I don't expect you to give me any game, your game plan. However, does all this serve a purpose? In, does it make it, does it help running your base stuff with the threat of all that out there? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> all those guys that you're referring to are really, really good just football players in general. You know, you've referenced DK and what he's done, throwing the ball, catching the ball, running the ball. He can do so much and, and certainly from a from a defensive standpoint, he presents problems to defenses because he can do so much. And then the other guys that you've talked about, Tonka and, and Kai Kroger, absolutely, whether it be from a special team standpoint and the threat of fakes and things like that uh absolutely and you know we've we've we want to be aggressive in all three phases offense defense special teams and when you have guys that can do different things it certainly uh it certainly helps you know for sure the more that you can do as a football player the better and those guys are all really good football players really good athletes and and uh, you reference those three and i'd say we got a lot of guys you know like that as well and particularly when you get in the bowl games the more you can do the better when you have rosters that aren't quite the same as what they were at the end of the regular season. And then it only helps them in their future, too, as you go to the next level. Uh, the more things that you can do in all three phases, the more uh, value you bring to a team. Sure. You're on the end. And David Kloniger, Post and Courier up. Eric and Brad, you guys have been here for a combined dozen years. And, and last ride tomorrow, just uh, has that even crossed your mind, you know, going into this prep? Have you been approached like, well, last time I'll do this, last time I'll do that? Oh, I'll go first. Uh, I mean, yeah, it has a little bit, but I've tried not to dwell on it too much. Uh, and I think I was asked the other day in an interview um, kind of like what my thought process was going into it, kind of this being my last game. And, uh, yeah, I said that, you know, I was just going to enjoy every moment of it. Uh, and especially, like, with my teammates, um, just trying to soak in every single moment of it. Uh, it's a special opportunity to be able to attend a bowl game and to play in one. Um, and this being my last one with these guys, you know, I just I just wanted to soak in every single opportunity and every single moment that I can possibly soak in. And because uh, these are special times and these guys and times with these guys, you know, you don't you don't get those back. Um, 
So, yeah, definitely I've just been not really focusing on it being my last game, but definitely focus on, focusing on just uh, emphasizing everything and being able to soak it, in, soak it all in. So that's been my thought process. Uh, just like Brad said, um, you know, I started – I started my first bowl game experience in Florida, and my last bowl game experience is ending in Florida. So uh, that first time, it was pretty good. I'm just trying to go out here with my teammates, these brothers that I've been with, like you said, six years. Uh, some I met this year along the road. Just want to go out there and emphasize what we've been building. You know what I'm saying? This is the reason what we came back for, and, then, and this is not the height of this program. F- far after we're gone, it's going to keep rising. It's going to keep going up. So... That's what we wanted to do, and that's what we that's what we said. Thank you. Right here. I'm going to hand 24-7. Spencer and DeCarion, I know a lot of folks on the outside make a lot of the guys who aren't here, but how much does it mean to you guys to, to have the guys who are here, and, and, and what, do you, what do you all talk about as far as, you know, trying to, to make the most of, of the guys that are around and playing in this game? Awesome. Um, yes, it goes back to uh, all we got is all we need. You know what I'm saying? We wish the guys are the best are not here, but all we can focus on the guys we do have in, this, in our room, um, on our staff and stuff like that. So um, we're, we're here to focus on the game ahead. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just worrying about, worrying about our preparation and getting ready for the game. Yeah, you know, kind of what, like what DK said, uh, we got a lot of new faces on the offensive and de- defensive side of the ball, special teams as well. Um, so, you know, we've been just helping these guys. They're great, great ball players. They've been showing up throughout practice and just bringing their confidence along, you know, showing them the way and, you know, knowing that they'll make plays for us on Saturday or on tomorrow on Friday. <laughs> Front row. I like the way you think that he's in game mode right there. <laughs> yeah. I like that. We've been talking. It's normal Tuesday, normal Wednesday. Yeah. Today's Friday. Today's our Friday. <laughs> Rick Henry, WISTV. Shane, what's giving you the most headaches? Preparing a team that's going to be different because of the opt-outs and the transfers or preparing to face a team that's going through the same thing is going to be different than the team they were in the regular season. Yeah, they both present challenges. Um, you know, certainly Notre Dame's different on offense and defense with some of their guys and special teams as well because some of those guys were key contributors. And, and it certainly presents some unique challenges for us, just guys like Spencer said that are in different roles, but it's an awesome opportunity for a lot of guys. And to me, I just look at it, Rick, it's just kind of the way college football is now. You know, when you turn on bowl games, a lot of times it's just a completely different team in some ways. And and we're not nearly as in, I don't want to say bad of shape. There's a lot of teams that, I mean, their whole roster's gone. That's not the case here. We've got some guys that played meaningful snaps against Clemson, but that aren't here. But I just look around our room and I see a whole bunch of dudes that have made a ton of plays for us this season that are here. And you look at some of the big plays in that Clemson game, uh, those guys and Tennessee game throughout the year, the guys that made plays in those games are still here in Jacksonville with us right now. So it's certainly different, but it's uh, it's exciting, too. And and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, guys that have done a lot of great things for us this season that will continue to go tomorrow, hopefully, too. Second row. Um, Alan Cole with Gamecocks Deep on Rivals. Uh, Shane, we saw you Monday. You said Jalen Brooks was doubtful. Play. Is there any chance he could still play, or is he definitely out? I would say he's out, you know, at this point for sure. Certainly uh, he's been here working his, working really hard for us uh, this week and, and don't expect him to play tomorrow. And then Spencer, uh, kind of going off what Shane just said, a lot of players opt out this time of year. You still have a decision to make. Why was playing this bowl game so important for you? Why did you kind of decide to just go out there? <clears throat> um, I mean, it's just 
Like it's the right thing to do. Like we put in all this work throughout the season. Um, these are this is family. These are my brothers up here um, playing for Coach Beamer. Just we want to finish this thing out right, you know, for this season with this team. And um, you know, we put in a lot of hard work in the off season and in the season. And uh, we're excited uh, to cap this thing off with a with a big big game tomorrow. Right here. Uh, Emily Adams at the Greenville News. Um, Spencer, you know, Juice has talked a little bit about you know your decision kind of being a factor in his decision. Just how important is you know having that connection between the two of you, especially in a game like this where you're a little thin at you know running back, tight end, some of those other skill positions. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, Juice is a, a big time weapon for us. Um, just like DK and a lot of these other guys um, on the team. So he's definitely a factor for us. He's been working his tail off this week. Um, you know, I'd say neither of us are thinking about our decision right now. Our focus is what can we do to help this team the most tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we've been preparing. We've got another day today out on the field. So all of us are going to sharpen it up today and then roll in tomorrow confident and, and ready to go. Here we go. Hamilton, 24-7. Javon, uh, I, I guess you could still have the option to play beyond this season for South Carolina. But if you look back at your, your time at Carolina, what's kind of stood out to you throughout the years? Uh, for the game, no. um, what stood out the most is the relationships I created, whether it's coach, player, um, the people at the Doty, nutrition, even like our janitors and whatnot, um, just those people, meeting those people and building those relationships. Um, just over the years, like I'm still friends with people that were here that are not here no more. And I'd say that's the biggest thing, just the relationships and the people I've met. <coughs> Gene Sapkoff of the Charleston Post and Courier. Spencer, when do you expect to announce your decision? And to clarify, is it to, whether or not to come back to South Carolina or go to the NFL, or is the transfer portal an option? Uh, no, the last thing, last thing I want to do is talk about my decisions. You know, we got a lot of guys up here ready to play tomorrow. Um, we're focused, like I said, on the game tomorrow, um, the task at hand, and you know, for all of us, our decisions after that will be made. But like I said, we're locked in on this game tomorrow. Here. Colin Taylor from Gamecock Central. I guess, Shane, you said thank God for Nate Adkins a bunch these <laughs> last couple weeks. He might not have been maybe the flashiest pickup in the portal over the offseason, but what's up to this program, especially to put into a game like this? with like, Yeah, Nate's been a stud. Um, he just does so much. He wasn't flashy, but we knew when he decided to come what a great football player that we were getting just from a toughness standpoint and – uh, in the run game, I think it was one of these guys maybe that said earlier in the season they loved him just because he was like an extra offensive lineman with his mentality in there. And he, uh, he's got the respect of his teammates because of what he does. He's really a better athlete, as he showed in the Clemson game, than people give him credit for from a pass-catching standpoint. You guys probably noticed when we had some running back injuries, he really became a running back uh, from a pass-protection deal. Uh, we threw a touchdown pass to him from the running back position against Clemson because he was lined up at running back against Tennessee just to help out with pass protection and things like that uh, as well. So he's just a Swiss Army knife that just does it all. And he's really, really good on special teams. I mean, he's been a starter on our punt team. He's been a starter on our kickoff return team. He really could play everywhere. we got to be smart with you know, how, we, how we use him for sure. But he's, uh, he's just steady like these guys are up right up here with me, just consistent day in, day out, and just a really good football player and extremely valuable to this football team on and off the field. Ready? Change that one, ask one more time, the token. Do you want to say who's calling the plays tomorrow? 
No. Okay. And then uh, Spencer, as far as the last month of the season goes and kind of your play, I guess just what was there something different for you that clicked? I mean, at what point did you feel like you know some of those games were still out there for you to, to play the way you did? And I guess what maybe built up to those in terms of you know being able to put on some of those games like the Tennessee and the, and the Clemson game down the stretch. Yeah, um, just just hard work. You know, like Coach Beamer says, staying consistent, um, knowing you know that time will come for all of us for when it'll just pop. And, um, you know, we, we got hot towards the end of the season um, when it was most important. Um, like Coach Beamer said, they remember November, and that was our uh, biggest month for us. Um, that's why we're here right now. So, really, I'll just say quick for all of us, um, you know, we didn't really change too much. We just uh, changed a few things, and it worked out for us. And, yeah. Hey, Coach Beamer, Chaz Frazier from ABC Columbia. Uh, we're talking a lot about the X's and O's, but can you just describe the experience and what it's been like this week? You guys went to top golf, the Navy experience. Can you speak to that? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, that's why I'm a bowl game guy and love bowl games and what they mean to college football uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, I've been a part of a lot of different bowl games, and this bowl is first class with the way that they do things and the excitement level here. I think they've done a great job of <clears throat> giving our guys activities and things to do, but then also giving them their free time. We're staying out by the beach, and that's been great, and and uh, we've really enjoyed it. And and to me, that's what you know. Bowl games are you're there to win a football game, and it's a lot of work, but there needs to be some fun and some enjoyment as well because these guys have you know worked their butts off to to get to this point. And you know the fact that we were. One and two at one point, and, and I was getting asked questions about whether this team had given up and, and quit. And since that point, I think we're, what, seven and two since that point. They've earned the right to be here because of the, their leadership and the way that they've played. So we want, we're here to win a football game. But we want them to have some fun and have a chance to finish this season the right way because of all the hard work they've put into getting to a bowl game uh, like the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville. And, and uh, that's exactly what this week has been, you know, and, I, and it's no surprise. My dad coached in five of these, I think, as a coach at Virginia Tech, <clears throat> five Gator Bowls. And I know every time he came, he had an amazing experience, and it's only gotten better with uh, Greg and, and the rest of his staff's leadership. Lestro. John Whittle from TheBigSquare.com. Shane, uh, I'm sure it probably is a little bit on a case-by-case basis, but do you have a, a policy as far as when guys opt out, do they have the potential to come back and if, uh, or, or, excuse me, enter the transfer portal? Do, do they have an opportunity to come back, or if somebody wants to enter the transfer portal, could they play in the bowl game for you? Just what are your kind of overall thoughts on, on that? Yeah, um, in regards to entering the portal and playing, no. I don't let them, you know, whether that's right, wrong, indifferent. That's just kind of how I feel to me. I don't want somebody that's like one foot in and one foot out. And frankly, I had a couple, we had a couple of the players that on our team that entered the portal and asked me if they could enter the portal and still play in the bowl game. And I told them, no, that you're either with us or you're not. And I don't mean that in a negative way like I wish everyone well but I don't want somebody down here that's already spending half their time thinking about where their next stop is and things like that and uh, in regards to entering the portal and coming back I think each situation is is different I'll say this I mean the guys that are in the portal for us or have entered the portal I tell them I mean I'll help you in any way if you want me to reach out to somebody I'm glad to help you and I will but I don't continue to have contact with them where I'm texting them and calling them, asking them to, to come back. And 
Oh, if they enter the portal for a reason, and if for whatever reason they want to reach back out and talk about coming back, then we can have that conversation. But haven't had that with anyone yet, and and I wouldn't say I anticipate it this year either. And again, I wish them well. I mean, a lot of those guys I get texts from, and whether it's guys that left last year. Or, Jason Brown, EJ Jenkins that I still hear from are guys that are, you know, in the portal now. I mean, I'm pulling for them, and they got to do what's best for them as far as their situations, but I've always got to do what's best for the South Carolina football team program. Second row. Eric, you kind of mentioned this game not being the height of the program. You started your career with a nine-win year. You could end it with a nine-win year. Can you just talk about the progress you've made over your career that this program's made and maybe what's next for it as you get ready for the rest of your career after this? Uh, just <clears throat> looking at what Coach Beamer has built, um, you know, everybody in, in the locker room, uh, they believe in it, and, uh, it, and it shows, you know, everybody, you just see the enthusiasm, you see the fight, the will that we go out there with. Um, like Spencer said, they remember November, and we went out there, and a lot of the world didn't believe in us, but we knew what we had in that locker room, and we locked on, and we threw away all the trash that was going on, and we locked in. And like I said, this is not the height of the program because you see what Coach Beamer is bringing in. You know, we got guys out there, was just in high school two weeks ago, out there looking like grown men. You know what I'm saying? So when I say this is not the height of the program, I mean that. And everything that this man right here is building, a lot of people believe it. So if, if, you got, if, if anybody out there doubts and they say they're a fan of this team, they're not. So, third row. Uh, I appreciate that. And anything that we do from here on out is going to be because of the foundation that these guys laid and their leadership as well. So this group will always be remembered here at Carolina, and rightfully so. Sorry. Mike Berardino from the South Bend Tribune. Uh, question for Spencer. We're trying to get to know uh, Sam Hartman a little bit in the whole country, as I guess it's still at this point. But the QB1 experience that documentary you went through would you have gotten to know sam at all from that even though you were across the country and did you ever talk to him about it what it was like to go through it uh do you know sam and then what how did it you obviously had a spotlight on from a very early age but how did being part of a documentary uh you know a a famous uh uh, character on television i guess uh make you grow up faster um i mean it was what it was Uh, i never Talked to Sam about that. Um, I met Sam at the Manning Passing Academy this summer. Great dude. Uh, hung out a lot, you know, threw with him, um, competed with him, and he's a great guy. But, um, yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. And then maybe a follow-up, uh, whoever would like to take it. When you take a transfer, now Coach Beamer knew uh, Spencer well, but the other, maybe for the players, when you take in an experienced transfer quarterback, the face of your program, what kind of questions do you have once he's there? How does he earn your trust? How did Spencer earn your trust? Whoever would like to address that. Let's give that to Brad after DK. Brad's playing sick today, and all you guys are asking all the offensive guys questions. <laughs> yeah. man. No, let's get some love for the defense up here. Yeah. Uh, no, for sure. Um, and then DK. Uh, Spencer, I mean, it was so easy for Spencer to come in and, and join with us. Um, his character, his leadership. Uh, fit well with our program and our culture, so it wasn't hard at all. Um, we accepted him with open arms. Um, we knew what kind of guy he was. Uh, we knew what kind of talent he was, and he came and embraced our culture, and it was smooth sailing for him. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like DK hit it on the head, man. <clears throat> Spencer's like a Spencer's a real he's a real good guy. Um, I mean, me not really knowing him before he came here, uh, just you know a little bit from uh, his previous season at Oklahoma. You know, I knew he could play, I knew he could ball. Um, but I feel like it's you know for everybody who arrives at a new destination, whether it's a job or a sporting club or, you know, whatever it is, like, I feel like you have to, you know, you got to prove yourself. You feel me? I don't think it's like, you know, anything's given. And that's what he did. He didn't come in and expect people to be like, oh, you know, like, y'all, I know y'all know who I am. And, you know, I already got my respect. You know, he came in, he had his head down and he worked. And as soon as I seen that, he, he pretty much had my respect, you know. And then he, he also put it on display on the field, which is the other side of that, you know. So with those two things, I mean, I you know, ever since then we took off and, you know, he, he's another one of my brothers that we added on this year, you know, that I just met. But, yeah, that he, 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 he proved himself. Uh, he didn't expect anything to be handed to him when he got here. He proved himself. These are the last two questions. Right here. Uh, for Brad, Eric just mentioned a second ago, kind of handed a Pup Howard players in high school two weeks ago. Um, I'm sure you broke with them close in the linebacker room. What are your early impressions of Pup, and how do you think he's going to kind of take over what you started building in the linebacker room going into spring ball in 2023? Oh, Pup. I don't know why they call him Pup. He does not resemble a puppy at all, man. Not while he's huge, but uh, no, nah, man. Pup, Pup is a good, good kid, man. He's young. He's 17 years old, which blew my mind. But uh, yeah, when I first got here, I was 17. You know, I went my, I went through my first fall camp when I was 17 years old. So I kind of, I kind of resemble with him in that. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's a, he's a great kid. He's, he's a quick and fast learner, and. Uh, He's like a sponge, really, like anything that he can try to pick up, you know, he's he's trying to pick it up, you know. So we're in the meetings and we're getting ready for Notre Dame. And, of course, he's not playing in, you know, the game this week, but he's there and he's with us in practice. And, you know, he's asking just as many questions as, as we are, you know, about uh, pickups on routes and, and, and rock back run fits and stuff like that, you know. So uh, you can tell he's one of those guys who he, he wants to learn. He wants to be better. He wants to be great. Uh, so, you know, Coach Beamer found a great one, and he's got him here at a young age and, you know, continue to be developed by great coaches. You know, the sky's the limit for him. Last question. To carry on, what's this past year like for you after winning the MVP and then just kind of playing this season as that, you know, Swiss Army knife for this team? And just uh, how has that changed from your first three or four years at U.S.? Yeah, um, it's definitely been a blessing for me. Um, I've embraced every opportunity, every moment that I had. Um, I'm thankful for the role that I play on this team. You know, I'm a guy that whatever's going to help the team win, uh, whatever's going to benefit us in the most way possible, I try to do. Uh, I never question it. I never, you know, question my coaches' uh, thoughts on me and whatnot. But, you know, I'm a guy that just wants to help our team win. You know what I'm saying? Whatever's going to give us the best chance to go out and compete at the highest level and go in big games. You know what I'm saying? So I'm prepared for every moment. Um, I'm ready for every opportunity and go Gamecocks.